This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Slipping and injured is Zion Williamson. Back the other way, a layup for Cam Johnson. And 36 seconds into the game, Zion Williamson is down. He blew through his shoe. Yeah. Look at his wow. look at his left shoe. He blew completely through the shoe, and then he started holding his right knee. It is Mackie and Judd with Rami, minus Mackie and Judd, plus Danny and Manny and Jonathan, as always, on the other side of the glass. Am I going to have to say that going in and out of every break? I think name it's pretty simple today? math. Oh, that's it's, it's just simple math. <laughs> that's Danny Cunningham, our Wolves reporter. That's Manny Hill. You know him. He's on everything on this station, whether it's digitally or on the air. And uh, I'm Rami Makhlouf, as I said. Jonathan on the other side of the glass. Lots to get to this afternoon, including a couple new coaches introduced for the Minnesota Vikings today. We'll hear from some of those coaches and talk about some of the uh, ramifications of those guys being in the building. As always, we'll wrap with Royce before we get out of here at 6 o'clock. If you want to get in on the action, 651-646-8255 or tweet us at Score North if you'd like to be part of the Mackie and Judd with Rami minus Mackie and Judd plus Danny and Manny show this afternoon. I can't do that. It's kind of wordy. I can't. Yeah, it's but you you delivered that so smoothly though. It sounds like you've got the hang of it already. How many times practicing. would you have to say that to fill the whole show? Because I only think it's like ten. I think if you just say the name of today's show ten times, we're out of here. We can go home then. If it was the old, hours. if it was the old format of Mackie and Judd last year when it was a four hour radio show right. in the mid morning, yeah, you probably would have to do that a few times. Just to fill it up. Just to fill the air. Well, then you're just saying it 20 times and we're gone. But with two hours, I mean, two hours is easy, guys. Let's be real. This is this is no this Cake is no walk. this is no problem whatsoever. Even on a slow news day like today. But no, but seriously, the we have to start with what you just heard there, courtesy of ESPN. That's Zion Williamson's knee injury that happened when a shoe blew out, and there there are so many angles to 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 go at with this Zion Williamson thing. But the one that's most interesting to me, and that Danny and I were discussing before the show started was like when I saw it and I saw a lot of people clowning on Nike when it first happened and their stock dropped like 1% today which doesn't matter it'll go back up but time like, to buy but but it seemed like it seemed like Nike was was the big loser of this whole thing after Zion Williamson obviously and I was looking at it and going man can you blame Nike like the, there's never been a human like this who's this big and this strong and this fast and this quick and this agile. I don't know if they've made shoes designed to to carry Zion Williamson yet. And Danny they was do. telling me that they do, but it's not, Zion's not wearing it's right not now. the shoe he was wearing. They make shoes for Zion Williamson. Zion needs to be wearing LeBron's. I mean, who is the guy in the NBA that That's true. explosiveness-wise and body type-wise is the closest thing to Zion Williamson? It's LeBron. LeBron's 6'8". He's probably playing around 275, 280 right now in terms of weight, and he's but, maybe not as, as explosive as Zion right now, but his shoes are built for that. Zion's wearing Paul George shoes. Paul George is 6'6", 6'7", 220 pounds and silky smooth. So are you, it's not built for that. Are you telling me that they actually make shoes for larger people? Yeah, absolutely. 
I think that I always thought that like first of all I thought a sneaker was a sneaker for the most no, part. Oh, not, no, no, not, no, not no, like, no. Not like in the quality or in the like I'm I'm not not to the extent that you are. I'm kind of a shoe guy myself. I have a nice little collection. Not in the quality or the look or the design or whatever the case might be. I just mean that like a a, a shoe is a shoe in the sense that it if if it, it should hold a human being. <laughs> you know what I mean? It shouldn't explode. There are a, a lot of them. No, I mean, to cut and there stop. are a lot of them that are specially de- like Steph Curry has specially designed sneakers that's for, the his, other, for his ankles to make sure he doesn't keep rolling his ankles. Like that's the other thing I was ago. I was about to say is I assume that the LeBrons that I get off the shelf at, at Foot Locker or I buy online are not the same LeBrons that LeBron is actually wearing. I've always assumed that these guys have like specially designed reinforced shoes that are designed for the the beating that a pro athlete and especially a, a professional basketball player would put them through. Well, I mean, they don't wear those shoes tons of times. Like That's true. LeBron probably won't wear the same pair of shoes more than seven or eight times in games this year, if I had to guess. And maybe that number's even a little high because he missed almost a fourth of the season with that groin injury. So it's probably even lower than that because these guys cycle through shoes so often that they don't need to withstand wear and tear like they're worn once or twice and then never see the light of day again like they're they wear brand new shoes all the time so it's not a big deal but there are shoes that are stronger fit that are built to take more pounding into the floor because they're worn they are designed with a bigger person in mind the way that the lebron shoe is where the paul george and the Kyrie shoe which are two shoes that zion's really frequented while at duke aren't designed for that. The Kyrie shoe is designed for someone that's six foot two, 185 pounds and really quick on his feet. It's Man- not designed for Zion. Manny, I had, I, I don't know about you. <laughs> I had no idea that shoes like named after smaller guys were made for smaller guys. They're designed for those made- players. They're designed that way. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. I had no I, I mean, idea. Who do you think designs Kyrie's shoe? Kyrie is a big part of designing his own shoe, and same with Paul George. They're not designing a shoe for I know that for they a have, guy like Carl Towns. I know that they have input as far as the look and the fashion sense that goes into a shoe. I didn't know that they that they were actually making a shoe mm-hmm. made for Kyrie guys. Kyrie's size or smaller. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's that's why that they have that. That's part of the reason why Nike has Kyrie is because he's because he's so marketable. But they need to have a guard like that. To, to really have that area of the market cornered. Because when Kyrie designs that shoe, how many you see tons of smaller players wearing it. Like Tyus Jones wears the Kyrie 5 right now. Uh, Gorgie Jang, who is not, I mean, he's a little bit taller than Paul George, but he's not the explosive athlete Zion is. He wears Paul George's shoe. He wears the same shoe that Zion blew out last night. And Gorgie's never going to have an issue with it because he's not that explosive. Whereas if Carl Anthony Towns wore Paul George's shoe, it might be a little bit of an issue because he's so much bigger than him and, and more explosive than Gorgie. So my question now though is who dropped the ball here with Zion? Because they had to they had to know somebody had to know and understand, okay, this kid is six seven, he's two hundred and eighty pounds he can't be wearing this type of shoe. Like, somebody had to be smart in there There's and look be, at that and realize that. And and clearly nobody was. I mean, the equipment manager at Duke is who that falls on. And am, well, I, am I the only one who didn't know this about shoes, that there are shoes made for smaller people and bigger people? No, Jonathan, were you in on this? No idea. Okay. This is well, it, to me. It's like, okay, think about it in football. A wide receiver is going to wear a different style of cleat than well, an yeah, offensive lineman. Well, yeah, but I thought that was because not necessarily the size, but those guys are asked to do totally different things on the field. Like the wide receiver is asked to Zion run fast is, and cut. It's, it's the same thing with offensive basketball. Offensive and defensive are asked to do different things. Zion is asked to do a, a much different thing than Kyrie Irving, than Paul George. Zion's role on Duke is most similar to what LeBron's role in the NBA has been for the last 16 years. Sure, yeah. That's, that's what he's asked to do. It's because he he needs to take that because he's so explosive. He needs a a more reinforced shoe, and that's what LeBron's shoe right now is. But it wasn't far, always that. But it really has turned to that over the last probably probably since he went to Miami. As far as Manny's question of who's to blame, I I would think that there's an equipment somebody man, screwed up. Here. There's got to be an equipment manager in the Duke locker room. Like I'm sure Zion looks at those shoes and he's like, "Hey, those are cool. I'm going to wear those." You know what I mean? I want I want to look good on the court. That's, there's got there's got to be an equipment manager who looks at him though and goes, yeah, no, probably not a good idea, Zion. I mean, so much of it is how comfortable you are in that shoe, and from 
the various players that I've talked to, the shoe that he blew out last night is a a favorite amongst NBA players in terms of how comfortable it is and how easy it is to play in and, and light it is. And it is a, a favorite amongst NBA players that I've spoken with regarding shoes because that's a conversation I do tend to have with a lot of different guys. So that is a popular shoe. It's a comfortable one. The Kyrie shoe that a lot of guys at Duke wear one, Kyrie went to Duke, and that's a big deal too. Like you see a lot of guys that go to Texas, what do they all wear? Durant. KD. Yeah. yeah. Ohio, a lot of Ohio State players, they are all wearing LeBrons because LeBron is an Ohio State fan and he gifts them shoes and he injects money into that program, not as a, a booster, but so much of their gear is just modeled after LeBron. Like he has a locker in their locker room. Side question How do you feel about LeBron being an Ohio State fan, considering that you hate Ohio State? He's so allowed much. to like whoever he likes. Because LeBron's your guy. You love LeBron. He, like, Akron is the same thing. And he obviously didn't go to Akron. But, like, well, Akron used to get all the LeBron stuff because LeBron's high school coach coached at Akron. And now he's at Duquesne. But it's not just there. And, like, there are a lot of Nike schools that get a ton of LeBron stuff. Like, the UConn women's team, they just got LeBron 16 PEs, which are Mm. player-exclusive shoes. They got the LeBron 16 with the UConn logo on the back. And Oregon got them a couple weeks ago. So it's not just Ohio State. It's just that he's a fan of it, so they kind of get it sooner. And, like, in football, Ohio State football will get LeBron custom cleats once a year for the Michigan game. Typically, they get, or if they wear black uniforms or something, they'll get a pair of LeBron cleats that are customized and really cool. Should we add like another podcast to the Score North lineup of just Danny just breaking down his shoe? Danny, game? On I shoes. could do it. Danny, on I shoes. could do it so easily. I, that's, I mean, I, it's no secret. I've got like 40 pairs of Nikes in my closet and I've got some that are unworn and I've got signature shoes from every Nike signature athlete in, in basketball right now. Like I have at least one pair of KDs. I have multiple pairs of LeBrons, multiple Hold on. Kyries. So you, you have forty pairs of Nikes and mm-hmm. some other shoes, or no, are you just, strictly a night? You're strictly a Nike, Nike yeah. guy. Okay, all, Nike. all right. I couldn't tell you the last time I had a pair of shoes that was not Nike. Really? Yeah. And I don't own dress shoes either. I own one pair of dress shoes. I don't believe in dress shoes. I think they're. I, I think they're. Yes, they're. They're, they're dumb. They're uncomfortable. They're, they're a waste ugly. of money. <laughs> they're ugly. There, there are no positives about dress shoes. I, I mean, can't think of one good thing about a pair. of dress I have shoes. a nice pair of like brown suede leather boots. Nope. But they're but I I don't consider them dress shoes. They're just they're, they're to me they're just some nice looking boots, like some nice looking suede brown boots. I have a pair of dress shoes, but I probably wear them once, maybe every two. But years. the dress shoes that I own, and now we're way off the tracks, and we predicted <laughs> I this told would you happen that before would happen. the shoe. You I, I, said I, this was your stated goal. Yes, I said a- I said don't worry about a rundown. <laughs> I said, don't worry about a rundown. We're going to get off track. Trust me. And here we are at 411, and you're welcome. But the one pair of dress shoes I have, and I think there are a lot of guys out there like Danny, Manny, and myself who have no interest in dress shoes. They're literally, I had an event I needed to wear dress shoes for, and I stopped at a Payless on my way to the event, found a pair of shoes for 15 bucks, wore them that one go. time, and they've been and in my closet. They've been in my closet ever since. What event? I don't even remember. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even remember the event. Manny, do you remember the Hubbard uh, Company Christmas party? Yes, that I do. we had it yeah. was before you were before you were here, and I had already been working here like a month. I hear so. it's a pretty pretty it, happening party. It's, it, a, good it, it's, time. A, uh, it's a very formal affair. Like it is a suit and tie. I didn't wear a tie, but it's a suit and tie. Suit and tie. Oh yeah, it oh, is. I'm out. You. I mean, it's good food. It's worth going. Oh, okay, I'm back. Um, it's a good time. All right. But it is formal attire. And Manny, do you remember the shoes I wore? I don't remember exactly what they were, but they were not dress shoes. I wore a pair of Jordans. <laughs> I, wore, I wore my Jordan Eleven Concords. But I think that's a I think that's a look that is that that's gaining momentum. Oh, the, it is. And I am much, I am yeah. trying to be in front of that movement. I received compliments I, uh, on my shoes that night. It was great. Did, yeah. Not 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 to not to bring you down a notch, Danny, but I have a pair of they're like Chuck Taylor style Adidas that I got probably I mean now it has to be almost eight, nine years ago, if not ten, when a buddy of mine got married and I was one of the groomsmen and his gift to all the groomsmen, he gave us a pair of these shoes that we wore with our suits, which I think you said you wanted to be ahead of the movement. That was way, yeah. way ahead of the curve and ahead of that movement. If I ever get married, that's something that would likely transpire at my wedding. Like, I would not wear dress shoes for my wedding. I don't you would probably that. require, like, your entire wedding party, too, to not wear dress shoes. I mean, they could wear whatever they want, but I'm... 
probably going to wear some LeBrons. I would require them to wear non-dress shoes. I'm probably going to wear some LeBrons. Like, that's, it, it depends on the wedding colors, though. Like, I've got different shoes that I think would be a good fit that are still not worn, depending on what the colors are. I don't, and we're going to get back to Zion Williamson in are a second. Are we, though? Uh, probably. And then, we'll, and then we'll go in another direction again. But I don't, And if, if you're this person, I want to hear from you at 651-646-8255. I've never met anybody who was into dress shoes. Like that was like they actually liked like they them. had this long collection right? in yeah. their closet of just this huge long like row the way of dress like shoes. the way that Danny and I are are into sneakers. I've I've never met anybody who's passionate You're and right. actually, actually likes wearing dress shoes. They're totally no. utilitarian. I think women are more passionate about men's dress shoes than men are. Oh yeah, definitely. I think women care more about men's dress shoes than men do. I really believe that. Jonathan, can we put up a poll? Are you or anybody you know passionate about dress shoes? <laughs> How do you guys feel about belts? Because that's another item. I hate I just, belts. I don't, I like I have one belt that I'll wear if my pants are too big, and that's it. Like first I think it's all, completely yeah. unnecessary. First of all, I can't find a belt. Now I'm a little bit of a heavier guy, and because of rapid weight loss, I have like that extra skin that kind of hangs over my belt. Nice. I know it's gross, but that's the reality of things. <laughs> so I'm yet to find a belt. That doesn't dig into my side. Like, it is very uncomfortable and borderline. Oh, I'm right there with you, Ron. Borderline painful so I when I wear it? it, right? I wear the belt buckle right on the side because it's irritating. That's me. brilliant. I never yeah. even thought of that. You are a genius, Jonathan Harrison. That's why you're the brains behind this show. But the other thing about belts is here's more about my body you probably didn't want to know. This should be good. I don't, I don't even. I need to hear it. I have no, I have no butt whatsoever. Like none. Yeah, it, it may that's even, my problem it too. may even be, oh, in, not mine. it may even be inverted. <laughs> like it's beyond flat. It may actually go inwards. Like, okay. So wearing a belt does me no good because there's nothing for the belt and the pants to hang off of. There's no ledge. I don't have that problem at all. <laughs> Are you saying you got a, you got a, uh, uh, I've got a donk. A, <laughs> Supple bottom? Is that what you're telling us? Okay. I've got a nice behind. But, yeah, I have the same problem. Like, I I have to wear a belt pretty much all the time because I have, my pants are, all my pants are oversized. But to me, wearing a belt doesn't even do me any good, Manny, because it doesn't doesn't hold them up. There's nothing for it to hold on to. So, no matter, no matter the... My belts hold my pants up, but it's it can be pretty uncomfortable sometimes. No, I have to. No matter the size of the pants, no matter the belt, I'm showing plumbers crack every time. Every time I bend over, there's just no avoiding it. You just got to wear longer shirts. I guess. So that's that's been my trick. Do I have to get an untuck it endorsement? I mean, you're not going to say no to any endorsement. I'm tucking. I'm right here, and I'm uh, probably a prime (laughs) candidate for what you guys are selling. I actually always wear gym shorts under my pants. Like I've got a pair of gym shorts on right now. What? Yeah, I'm not kidding you. Like every day? Every day, right now. So you have th- you have underwear. You don't, don't take your pants off, please. Yeah. <laughs> There's probably workplace please. rules against that. Okay. See? Gym, gym shorts. So you're wearing underwear, gym shorts, and pants? Yeah. Don't you have like a bunching up situation going on? No, they stay down. Oh, I would. That seems very, very uncomfortable. I, I mean, they're, they're like a size the- small. But Do you do that like in the summertime, too? Oh, yeah. When the weather's the warm? Mm-hmm. Really? That Absolutely. That's like that. weird. I mean, you never know when someone's going to want to get dunked on. <laughs> Fair point. It's like always wearing Nike socks. I hate that you can legitimately say that when all I want I can in dunk. life, as I said on Raised by Wolves today, is to dunk a basketball. It's all I want. Like, I'd give back everything I have if I could just dunk a basketball on the 10-foot hoop once. It's nice. It's a good it's feeling. All I, I did it this life. morning, actually. Um, I hate you a little bit because you. you said before the show <laughs> your stated goal was to derail this thing. And uh, so, why do you hate me? We ended this thing with me talking about plumber's crack and you trying to take your pants off. So, con- I, okay, I did congr- not try to congratulations, take my pants off. sir. Well <laughs> um, done. I like to think of the segment as educating folks on shoes. We'll get back to Zion Williamson, his injury, all the all the ramifications of it. You're listening to Mackie and Judd. With Rami, without Mackie and Judd, with Manny and Danny on the all-new Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. 
Purple Daily. Football has been my love and passion my entire life. Find out what's happening with the purple and talk about it. You and I are not on the same page. That's what makes this more fun. Breaking it down. Do I think that is the Vikings' long-term solution at quarterback to a problem in this town that's been a problem for a long, long time? Absolutely not. Because the Vikings are on your mind all the time, not just during the season. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that all day. I'm not surprised. Football wins. Football always wins. Right? Purple Daily on Score North. Scorenorth.com. Jonathan, I don't, I don't envy you for having to run through those traffic updates anymore. You, you don't miss those? I don't miss those, no. <laughs> Telling people that they were idiots for the way they're driving yeah. on the roads because they're not driving with caution, was, and especially in these weather conditions. That was three times last week, and by the end, Judd was just laughing at me. Have there been any animals on the road lately that you've had to report? Because the one day I was on, there were ducks, and it was great. Yeah, Was it ducks? I forget. I, I think it was ducks, but nothing as of late. There was one. I didn't report it because it was oh, in on. northern Minnesota. Who cares? So outside of the metro region, it was in northern Minnesota, and I was going to report it, but I didn't know what it was. And there's no cameras to tell me. Make Just it up. make it up at that make point. Be like a unicorn yeah. on Call the road. Who yeah. cares? <laughs> there's a moose at least. On the road. <laughs> at least a moose. <laughs> All right. So we started the show talking about Zion Williamson and his injury, and then tried it- to. Quickly went into a conversation about shoes, which I think is a legitimate conversation to have around this thing, considering his shoe blew up, leading to the knee sprain. And thank God it's not a serious injury. Have you seen that before? A mild sprain. Um, I remember Manu Ginobili's shoe blowing up. Yes. Um, I feel like it happened to somebody in football, too. Stan Van Gundy this morning on uh, Levitard, he said that this this happens more than we probably know, Mm -hmm. but... It's not it's not front and center. It's, first of all, it's not the best player on the floor. It's not while he has the ball. And uh, he said that this happens more often than we probably know. And a guy just goes to the to the sideline or goes back to the locker room. Equipment guy gives him a new shoe, and we never hear about it. And I've had a pair of shoes. I've had actually two pair of shoes where I've blown them out. Not in the sense Zion did, where it's like, oh, the shoe just kind of exploded, and it's wrapped around his ankle in a way that it's not supposed to be. But I've had a couple pairs where I've, pop the air bubble on the bottom like when i go to plants yeah playing basketball and the, i did that the air just bubble just, fat yeah I, I don't have that issue <laughs> but i've popped the air bubble so like when i when i picture blowing out a shoe that's what it's always been it's never been what happened last night so if you want to get in on the conversation 651-646-8255 or tweet us at score north we have a few tweets that have come in david says this is a new level education on shoes at least for the out of shape white man uh gunner johnson says i wear nikes or all black nike boots instead of dress shoes love the shoe talk i wear a por- i wear wore a pair of jordan 7 bordeaux to a buddy's wedding cunningham will know what they are I we do. wore white adidas superstar shell toes in my wedding 10 years ago. What is the uh, Jordan 7 Bordeaux? Uh, here, I will pull it. I mean, I can't explain it. It's this, the seventh model of Jordan's signature line, and that is a specific colorway. Okay, Bordeaux. I'm showing okay. you right now, which Ooh. is great for radio. I like those. Um, but it is, uh, that's the shoe. Oh, yeah. And we asked because we're convinced nobody really likes dress shoes. We just wear them when we feel we have to. We put out a poll at Score North. Are you passionate about dress shoes? 87% of people are saying no right now. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> Good for I'm, those I'm passionate against dress shoes. I am. I'm actually against dress shoes. I'm trying to just destroy that market. I want dress shoes to go extinct. Yeah, that'd be great. I don't the world would be a better place. It would be. We what, don't, do, what do we need dress shoes for? They're just absolutely take all the dress shoes and just unnecessary. burn them. Send them to, to Fire Island or whatever that place was. Let's Fire get Festival. in. Uh, <laughs> Send them there. Let's get in Marcus. Rule. Marcus in St. Paul, you're on Mackie and Judd with Rami, minus Mackie and Judd, plus Danny and Manny. Yeah, I might have a record for you guys. 1986, my dad's wedding reception, he and his groomsmen wore original Jordans with their tuxes. That's nice. awesome. That's nice. awesome. And that's that was way before it was cool to do, because now like it is kind of cool to do that, so I that's salute for that. Yeah, your dad's a pioneer, dude. <laughs> Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. I, that's awesome. Like especially back then, no one did it back that's then. That's what I'm saying. That's like, great. And I'm gonna I'm gonna keep taboo back then. I'm gonna keep updating you on this poll. Keep your votes coming. It's at S K O R North. Are you passionate about dress shoes? Eighty nine percent now saying no, they are not. I don't know how. This, I'm mad. It's not a hundred percent. I don't know how this industry is still alive. I don't know how dress shoes are still a thing. And, and they're not nobody, cheap either. Nobody like, really some wants expensive ones. Unless you stop at Payless on your way to a wedding. 
and just grab just a fifteen dollar pair. I was told for I don't I just know for some reason I was told I had to wear dress shoes. I don't know if it was a wedding or not. I well, just you know tell if, that person no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> All right, can we get to the real uh, meat of the matter when it comes to Zion uh, Williamson? This is I don't know about you guys, and I'm sure I'm sure there's somebody else, if not everybody else in this room right now, who had the same thought when they saw Zion Williamson goes down with knee injury. And it was, well, three things. First of which was, this is exactly why college athletes should get paid. Like, I don't know if you guys saw some of the numbers in terms of the money that was being made and spent on that Duke-North Carolina game yesterday, but there was a ton of of money being made off of Duke, North Carolina yesterday. And a big part of the reason for that, yes, you have the Duke, North Carolina rivalry. Yes, those are two of the most prominent and historic uh, um, programs in all of college basketball. Yeah, that comes with its, with its, own, with its own panache, if you will, and, and, and that sells a lot of tickets and everything else. But mm-hmm. Zion Williamson was the major draw in that thing. Yes. And that guy goes down with a knee injury. And again, thank God, it doesn't seem like it's serious. When I saw it, first thing that came to my mind was ACL, man. Yeah, exactly. When first I, thing that came to my mind. When I saw it, I said, okay, time for Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I turned the game off. I, I, The only reason, and we talked about this in Cluster Fun today, which you can find on Twitter at Score North, uh, S-K-O-R North. The only reason I watched any bit of that game was because of Zion Williams. Sure. That's yeah. the only and reason. And I'm sure you're not the only one. That's the, Yes, like the, the ratings for that game were through the roof, especially at the beginning, mm-hmm. if you go back and look. But the only reason I cared one iota was because Zion Williamson was playing and there was no NBA on. So it was a perfect storm for me to watch. Like there was one other Duke game I almost watched. I thought it started at noon. Turns out it started at five. So I just watched Spurs Suns instead. Ooh, close call. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, almost. I almost watched college basketball. That's like it last weekend tough. when I almost watched the AAF. I'm not doing that either. <laughs> it's a waste of time for me. Um, but one of the, the funnier things, and it, it's purely coincidental, but according to Jeff Zilgit, who covers the NBA for USA Today, um, the process to do away with the one and done in the NBA is officially underway. And like, that's that's the second part of what like I was just about today, to say. Yeah. They are now, it will move to a vote lowering the requirement from 19 to 18 to be in the NBA. So it, what, what good does Zion being at Duke do? What does he gain by playing at Duke? Nothing. Exactly. There's, All he does is make Duke a lot of money mm-hmm. and, and, and wins them a national championship. And I saw, yeah, but he doesn't. What does but, that what, gain but him? It doesn't, get, it doesn't His, gain him anything. Like, would LeBron or Kobe or Kevin Garnett or any of these successful NBA players that didn't go to college, would they have made more money in the NBA had they gone to college? No. No. Not a dime more. You think Kobe Bryant would be any richer if he would have went to Duke or if LeBron went to Ohio State or if Kevin Garnett went to wherever Kevin Garnett wanted to go? No, no chance. They wouldn't have made any more money. So, And Zion was a name. Everyone knew who Zion was before Zion got to Duke. I mean, the kid's commitment was on national TV. Was he was hilarious. a big deal. Duke was, didn't make him at all. It was hilarious that people actually saying that, well, people only know who he is because of Duke. Like, that's just... That's absurd. Yes. Completely absurd. Zion could be playing at Minnesota Duluth, and we would know who he is. He was all over social media before anybody even knew what college he was going to go to. Now, we didn't know if he could shoot or pass or dribble or do anything other than throw down thunderous dunks, but... We knew who he was. We didn't know who he was because he went to Duke. We knew who he was far before he started wearing blue and white and playing at Cameron Indoor Stadium. Exactly. And I don't know who it was today that sparked that debate. I'm looking for the tweet right I now. I can find it real I quick. saw it I earlier. Someone Some, quoted it. Somebody tweeted out and said that Zion Will- that Duke and Mike Krzyzewski raised oh, Zion, Zion Williamson's profile and He's going. He's going to be a, a high pick, if not the number one pick in the draft, and make a lot of money next year because of it. Zion Williamson was going to be a high draft pick and make mm-hmm. a ton of money with or without Duke. Zion Williamson could have gone to the nearest community college for a year to 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 eat up that year that he has to play out of out of high school and and then go into the pros and and make all the money he was going to make. This is what DeMarcus Cousins of the Golden State Warriors said about the Zion Williamson situation. Well, knowing what I know now, college is bull. College basketball, NCAA is bull. So uh, 
my advice to him is do what's best for you and your family. And obviously, college is, you can't really, it does nothing for you at this point. Uh, you've proven you're, you know, the number one pick coming out, you've proven your talent. You know, get ready for the next level, because it's happening. That's my opinion, knowing what I know now. Obviously, when I was at that age, you know, you enjoy the moment, you enjoy the, the experience and all that, but, I mean, there's so many risks involved to get to the ultimate goal, which is, you know, this level. So, uh, just do what's best for him and his family. He's saying, first of all, that college is BS, mm-hmm. and... I'm not. I wouldn't go that far as to say college is BS. I went to college, served me pretty well. I don't know about you guys, but it served me pretty well to go to college. But I think he means the the concept of college basketball. Exactly. Yes. You, you are. Yeah. Yes. With all due respect, you are not Zion. Williamson. No, I am not. I'm uh, close. You can't dunk. I'm close, but I'm not Zion Williamson. You, you can't dunk, and I'm going to say that as many times as I can because I know it bugs you. But you can't dunk. I and Zion leave. can. I will leave right, right now. The door is right there. <laughs> I also don't think you'll blow. You, you probably won't blow up a shoe either. <laughs> no, probably not. If he not. does, it's not because he's explosive. No, it's because <laughs> he put 100 pounds back on. Pure fat. Just, just fatness <laughs> would blow out a shoe on my part. But I think that 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 notion that this education is worth so much to these guys and how can you say that they're not being paid for, for, for their athletes. services? They're student athletes. And the a college education is valuable to somebody who wants it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A college education was was valuable to me. A college education is valuable to a lot of people. A commodity that somebody doesn't want holds no value. Zion Williamson, not that he's not interested in getting educated or being more intelligent, but Zion Williamson went to college as a stepping stone to get to the NBA, for him to make money. And and we all go to college to, to get us ready for our career. But Zion Williamson's career happens to be basketball. He doesn't have a lot of use for what's going on in the classroom, or he and he doesn't have a lot of use for that degree that he'll get if he ever decides to graduate from college. Gene, that's that was going to be my point, was that if, if Zion Williamson really wants a college education and really wants a degree, he can go get it anytime. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anytime. Yep. Absolutely. He does not have to be doing he does not have to be trying to get a college education. But right to somebody now. who doesn't who doesn't want a college education or or has no use for a college education, that's like and 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 then giving them a scholarship, that's like a vegetarian going to a steakhouse and putting and slapping an $80 steak down in front of him and going, "You know how much that's worth? Nothing to me." <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Nothing. I, I don't, don't want to eat. That's exactly. like that's like me with a nice pair of dress shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so that that education doesn't doesn't hold that value to guys like Zion Williamson. Not and not to demean education or to, to devalue it. It's a very valuable thing to a lot of people. Just that for for guys who are sure to go to the pros and who are sure to be top draft picks in their chosen uh, vocation, who are going to make a ton of money, that college education doesn't hold a lot of value for them. I agree wholeheartedly with what you're saying, but how do you decide who gets to skip college and who has to go? How do you decide who is going to be that top prospect ready to go? Because there are going to be a ton of 18-year-old kids that feel that way that don't want to go to college, that feel they're ready to go to the NBA when they're not. Because let's be honest here, Zion Williamson's rare. Zion is the the best NCAA basketball prospect that we've seen since Anthony Davis. He's really the first number one overall consensus player we've seen since then. And you could make an argument that he's the best prospect since LeBron. Like, you really could make that argument. And LeBron, for LeBron, it's been 16 years since he was drafted. For Anthony Davis, it's been almost 10 now. So at what point do you what where's the cutoff I guess I'm asking. Well first of all I think that there there is a way to evaluate that you could have an annual camp where a certain number of players are invited to come and be evaluated by NBA coaches, talent scouts, talent evaluators, etc. So that's one way that you could do it but my real answer to that is I don't care. That's you, fair. That's you, fair too. You, you have to you you have to let people fail. There there will mm-hmm. be failures. There will be guys who go from high school to the NBA who don't make it big, who don't live up to expectations. But that's I mean, but that's going to happen with guys who go from college to the NBA. That happens in every walk of life, and no matter what career risk you taking. choose to take, the, there there will be guys who fail. What? Why is it okay for somebody to come out of high school and get into the tech industry or 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 to 
to get into or to go be a tennis player or to go and be a minor league baseball player and fail there, but it's not okay for a kid to go from high school to the NBA and fail there. My my answer is, guys will fail. People will get this wrong in evaluating whether or not these kids should be playing at that high level. You know, I once heard you're not a failure till you quit. (laughs) (laughs) That's what Tim Grover told me and then promptly told me, Quit trying to dunk a basketball. It's not going to happen. You, sir, are a failure. If you want to get in on the show, 651-646-8255 as we talk about uh, Zion Williamson and all the issues that really come up when you see a guy of that stature go down with an injury and and risk his his future livelihood. Let's uh, let's get a quick call in here before the break. It's going to be Barry and Lynn Lake. What's up, Barry? Lino Lakes. Lino Lakes. My bad. Yep, no problem. You know, lots of so many jobs have prerequisites, and a lot of them probably unnecessary, but that's just the fact of life. Um, you know, sales jobs require a four-year education, a college degree, just to get your foot in the door. Um, you know, obviously, you can become a teacher, to become a lawyer, a doctor, all these things, you have prerequisites. Doesn't matter how smart you are, you have to go through the process. You know, and if, if poor LeBron had to do one year of college and then make nine figures for his life, you know, it's like crime in your river. Um, you know, and Zion Williamson, you know, one year of college. Hey, you know, if, it, if it's whatever an industry decides the standard is, you know, so be it. Uh, if he, you know, one year and some of that experience might be good, might be bad. I mean, I don't know how many NBA players throughout time or other athletes have lost all their money because they're not good at investments and they give their money to a bad agent or a bad person and, Maybe uh, a year of education might have helped them. That's all I'm saying. You know, whatever the, you know, whatever the industry sucks. You know, that's the way it is sometimes. Thanks for the call, Barry. Appreciate it. Um, Here's my thing with that. Yeah. With in regards to the money, both of you went to college, right? Manny, did you? Mm-hmm. Okay. In your first year, because Zion's only going to be there for one year. Let's not kid ourselves. Did you take any investment classes? Because every class I took was just a basic 101 class for my first year of college. Like, I learned nothing about how to manage money as no. a college freshman. No. that That's not making a difference. Honestly, it, it's just not. It's not. I think that, yes, if you are a doctor or a lawyer or a teacher, you absolutely need to be educated probably to the absolute best of your abilities. Like if you are going to be a doctor, I suggest you go to more medical school. I think you should never stop going to medical school because I want you to know as much about the human body as you can possibly (laughs) know. Right. Yeah. But to compare that to a basketball player is unfair because you are going to be learning at that next level. If you're a doctor, I don't want you learning on the job. I'm sorry. Like that is the one thing you're talking about. Life and death. Life and death. Life and death. In basketball, you're talking about wins and losses. That's a big difference there. And the other part of it, too, is if you're going to medical school or law school, you're not having to worry about tearing your ACL and then never getting, potentially never getting a job as a doctor or a lawyer. And if you're a prodigy, you will get there faster than everybody else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Example at one A Doogie Howser MD, but there are there are actually <laughs> there, no, but there are there are real Doogie Howsers out there. There are there are kids who end up in you know at Harvard at age twelve, you know, and are graduating from medical school by age eighteen or nineteen. It's crazy, but this stuff happens because they're they're ahead of the field. They're ahead of everybody in in their age range in terms of their intelligence, their readiness to enter that workforce and that field. So even even that example doesn't hold up because, yes, to be a doctor, you have to go to medical school because there are things to learn, and it takes four years, if not more, to learn those things after you've already completed your college education. Like Danny just said, that's not necessarily the case for a basketball player. You're not, you're not going to college to to get yourself ready for the next level. Zion Williamson is already ready for the next level. And when the caller says, well, if LeBron had had to go to college to make six or seven figures in his next walk of life, if he has to go to college for a year, well, boo-hoo. Well, yeah, it, 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 it would work out if, if the guy didn't blow his knee out. Thank God, Zion Williamson, it was it was a, a, a minor knee sprain that he suffered, and he will be able to keep playing basketball. And he has an $8 million insurance policy that Duke paid for should he suffer some kind of 
career-ending injury, but eight million dollars compared to what Zion is is poised to make is is nothing. What if that would have been a torn Achilles? Right. What if he would yeah. have ruptured his Achilles? That's last a twelve-month thing. And and you're never year. the same at that size. No. Like he would never have been the basketball player he could have been had he torn his Achilles last night. And for what? To put on a show for people to spend ten thousand dollars on a ticket when you don't get a dime of it, and it's not worth it. There's there's just not enough good things that can come out of playing college basketball for him ever again. The best thing that can come out of him is me getting to watch him in the final four. And we haven't even gotten to the whole thing of whether or not he should shut it down. We've just been talking about whether or not the players should get paid to this point, or even if they should have to go to college in the first place. We'll and talk shoes about, and belts and, and shoes, shoes, belts, etc. <laughs> and we'll we'll talk about the whole angle of whether or not. Zion Williamson should should shut it down from this point on. And if you want to get in on the show, 651-646-8255 or tweet us at Score North. If you're on hold, hang right there. We'll get to your calls in the next segment. The uh, poll up at Score North is uh, it's getting red hot. Are you passionate about dress shoes? 83% of you are not. And we're trying to figure out how this industry is alive. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami, minus Mackie and Judd, plus Danny and Manny. And we're back right after this on Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. Slipping and injured is Zion Williamson. Back the other way, a layup for Cam Johnson. And 36 seconds into the game, Zion Williamson is down. He blew through his shoe. Yeah. Look at his wow. Look at his left shoe. He blew completely through the shoe, and then he started holding his right knee. That highlight courtesy of ESPN. This is Mackie and Judd with Rami, minus Mackie and Judd, plus Danny and Manny. On the all-new Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. We've been talking about that very incident that you just heard there on ESPN. Zion Williamson going down with a knee sprain last night after he blew out a shoe, which, uh, because we are who we are, sparked a conversation about shoes first and foremost. And then we got into the ramifications of the best college basketball player in the country going down with an injury and uh, it didn't, but could have potentially jeopardized his career. Uh, this spurned a poll, which is, are you passionate about dress shoes? Because the three of us <laughs> are convinced that nobody is passionate about dress shoes, and our notion is being confirmed with 87% of you at Score North on Twitter saying that, number needs to be higher. that you indeed are not passionate about dress shoes. DEC tweeted, said, I'm opposite from your viewers listeners i never Same wear thing. tennis shoes with pants tennis shoes with shorts only i wear black doc martens with jeans and khakis dress shoes with nicer pants i asked him for clarification i said because you want to and you're passionate about dress shoes or just because you think it's the right way to do things he said not passionate i think it's a better look and I think, DEC, that you and other people who wear dress shoes are doing it for the same reason that a lot of people go to college to bring this thing full circle and tie the topics back together because you've just been told that's the right way to do things. And I think your dress shoes are ugly. <laughs> <laughs> and I think a lot of you are overvaluing a college education for some people. Look, I'm not saying that college isn't valuable. It's just more valuable to some than it is to others. And I don't think it's that valuable to Zion Williamson. Chris tweets in at Score North, says, you make it sound as if someone forced Zion to go to college. He could have sat out all year and just prepped for the draft or played overseas, so he must have decided to go to school for some reason. There must be some value to him. And I'm honestly, I'm surprised more people don't take the Brandon Jennings route. If you don't remember, Brandon Jennings yeah. came out of high school, didn't want to go to college, so he played a year in Italy before entering the NBA draft and being taken by the Bucks. I'm I'm surprised more guys don't take that route, to be quite honest with you. Go make some money yeah. for that year that the NBA isn't allowing you to. Well, I know that with this foursome of Duke players, these freshmen, Trey Jones, local product, Trey Jones, younger, bro- younger brother, Tyus Jones, was kind of the one who sort of orchestrated for all these guys, you know, Trey, Zion, R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish, to to come together and play at Duke at the same time and try and win a national championship. So I think that was a big part of it. But, yeah, I, I think it's a fair point. I mean, you could make the argument that Zion could have gone overseas and, and played ball over there or something like that following the Brandon Jennings route. But, you know, he went the route of going to college, and he was not forced to go to college specifically. But... I think at this point, I don't think there's any reason for him to continue to play college basketball. 
And I think it's Other tough. Other than to win a national championship. I think it's tough for 18-year-old kids to leave their, their home country, typically, because yeah. that's what going overseas is. Right. Yeah. You, are, you are leaving, in most cases, the only country that you've ever lived in. I know that there are some exceptions. But in most cases, you're going to a very foreign land where the language most likely isn't the same. And you're going to feel like a fish out of water. And you're not always getting paid on time. And it's just not what the NBA is. It's not what it is in terms of talent, obviously, but in structure as well. It's not what the G League is. It is, it's more money than the G League, but it's just, it's not an ideal scenario for an 18 year old kid to be in. It's, it's not the right place. And you're away from your family for the first time, which, yes, you are if you get drafted by someone else, but you are still in the same country that you're in. Everyone speaks the same language. Unless you get drafted by the Raptors, but they still speak English in Toronto. Like, it's not that much of a difference than being in it's the United States. It's not that foreign of a country. Weird, no. They have weird accents. It's weird English, they're but just it's nice. still English. Right. They're, they're just nice. They're real nice. Yeah. They're real nice, and they say a boot. Let's get some calls in at 651-646-8255. Tim, Tosa, you're on Mackie and Judd with Rami minus Mackie and Judd plus Danny and Manny. Rami, you've been doing an amazing job, my friend. Thank you, sir. All right. I've always hated this rule. I don't know why the NBA got so bent out of shape about it. Very few kids are Daryl Dawkins, Kevin Garnett, Kobe ready anyway. So we're talking about the smallest of 1% that are ready to go right up there. But um, what changed my mind on this more than anything was when Ben Simmons and my son watched this documentary over and over and over again about Ben Simmons. And here he is saying, I'm not going to school. I'm not going to go to class. I don't know why I need to be here. This is a total waste of my time. And here they showed him shopping at Walmart with about $25 in his bank account or whatever that it was, being monitored every penny for NCAA violations. And then he walks past a, 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 a jersey store that's got his jersey hanging there for $125. And he goes, I got 20 bucks in my pocket. There's my jersey. And by the time that documentary was over, I had totally changed my opinion on on, uh, on making these kids go to school for a year. Um, the other thing I was going to say is uh, maybe the maybe the, you guys don't have enough li- listeners that uh, that like shoes, um, <laughs> but there's a couple places in Milwaukee that they have just the funkiest bright orange lime green shoes that are dress shoes. And one time me and my whole department all went and bought a bunch of these funky dress shoes. And it was hilarious. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. I've seen, and that's a trend that's growing. And you see it in the NBA and, and in college basketball a lot now, but in the NBA, they just loosen the restrictions on what kind of shoes you can wear. Mm-hmm. So some of these, some of these bright colors are, are coming into style and into fashion. And these guys are sporting them regardless of whether or not they match their uniform. That is not a trend that I'm a fan of, Danny. I don't know as, about you. As a 25-year-old, this is the most get-off-my-lawn take I have. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the bright color stuff. So do I. I hate the bright orange. I hate the volt green. I hate the neon yellow. I think it looks terrible. The only place that I think should be remotely allowed to come anywhere close to wearing that stuff is Oregon. Like, Oregon Ducks are okay. Anyone else is, stop, please. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying that you have to to match whatever uniform you're wearing. Like if you want to wear something that's kind of outlandish, fine, but like the Hunter orange that like hunters wear so they don't get shot. Yeah. Don't wear those. Like that's ugly. (laughs) Unless you're worried about getting shot in the foot. But you're not. Right. Um, <laughs> unless you're with Gilbert Arenas. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the green vest that construction workers wear. Don't put those on shoes. No. That's right. not a good Is look. Is that a bad look in your opinion? It's terrible. Okay. It's ugly. What about on dress shoes? I just burn those, please. <laughs> yeah, I, just I mean, burn them. Ugh. Gross. <laughs> By the way, uh, dress shoes making a comeback in the poll. If you guys want another update, I'm on blocking that. anyone uh, that likes dress shoes. <laughs> maybe, maybe you should block. Should, should you uh, get ready to block Tim and Anoka? Bring it, Tim. He's uh, not happy about. What's up, uh, Tim? What's up, Tim? Hey, hey, now. Uh, you know, I, I enjoy you guys' show. I want to first up say that. Thanks. But as I love calls dress- that start like that because it's going to get bad. But I'm a reverend at Bury Missionary Baptist Church, so I have over 21 pair of dress shoes. Oh, no. Mm. Now, you got to remember back in the day now, I'm, 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 I'm in my 50s, but back in the day, 
a man in a nice pair of shoes got the ladies. You know, yeah. And I, I, I know these, you know, these these ninety babies and these, you know, two thousand babies. They they into their uh, their 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 sneakers. Oh yeah. But a, a nice when when a man dressed up and he looked and wanted to be and, and get the girl. No, no, bro. He had on a pair of dress shoes. Dress shoe. So I've got my whole closet is full of dress shoes. Oh no, I'm I, sorry. I, I I came I came I came up. You know when the first pair of Jordans dropped, I had them. When the eggshells dropped, I had them. Okay, I now we're talking. I, I had all. You know, you go all the way back. I even I even had the suede Pumas. If okay. you, if you you know, I know that's probably before your time, but I had the suede. St- still aware. Suede. Pumas. Now, Tim, let me ask you this though about the dress shoes. Let's go back to the dress shoes for a second. We're dress all shoes. we're yeah. all we're all men here talking, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And we've all done stuff, worn stuff, cut our hair, or shaved our face in a way just to get just to get with the ladies. Not not because not because we necessarily liked it. We might have looked at it and gone, I don't really like the way that looks, but they do. So I'm gonna put this on. When you open up your closet and look at at this collection of dress shoes that you have, is that something? that you appreciate and that you actually enjoy and you go, man, I like the way those shoes look? Or is it something that you open up your closet and you go, I think women will like these, so I'm going to put them on my feet? No, no, it, it, it's about what, what I like. Okay. When I go and buy my shoes, I buy them to my suit. Okay. I've got a suit for every pair of shoes. So Damn. everything goes together. It, it's got to coordinate. See, you could be wearing some Concords. You could be wearing some Concords with the black suit. No, no. Oh yeah, no, that's no, what I wore. No, 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 no. See, I, I got a pair of Adidas. I got a black pair of Adidas with the white stripes. See, I wear those with my jeans. Andrew, are you nice? Are, are you by any chance the dad from the movie Boomerang? I am. Are you John Witherspoon? Oh my God! Okay, yeah. okay, okay, guys. Okay, guys. Tim, thanks for the dress, call, man. Oh, I appreciate the call. I'm going to say this here: Hey, dress shoes. Uh, we we still know some of us out here to enjoy the dressing. Hey, nice show, guys. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you, man. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thanks for the call. Right. I'm guessing the lining of Tim's coat matches his shirt. <laughs> Gotta coordinate, man. Got to coordinate. Gotta coordinate. We gotta hit a break. We gotta coordinate a break here. And uh we'll you know what? We're gonna keep this going because we still haven't really delved into the Zion Williamson the Zion Williamson thing to to the extent that we should. And uh I do want to talk about the decision of shutting it down or him continuing to play because that's one area where I don't think it's as as black and white as some of these other issues that were talked about. Jonathan is is screaming that we need a break. So we will do that. You're listening to Mackie and Judd with Rami, minus Mackie and Judd, plus Danny and Manny with a screaming Jonathan on the other side of the glass. And we're back right after this on Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.